This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Morning Skate. This is another special one. You got Ken here. What's up, guys? You got BizDev. BizDev, say what up. It's Ovan. Where can we find you? In the corners of your analytics. Okay, I love it. And we got, I mean, we got a crew here today, guys. We have Ken Shaw and Jordy Oberg. I think I got that. Yeah, you nailed it. Okay, cool. Of the Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave. If you guys haven't seen this, I suggest, like, even pause this podcast right now and go search it on YouTube, on Netflix, pretty much wherever you want to. Because these guys, like, I think that I'm a hockey fan. You check this out and it, and it puts you, like, there's other people out there like you. And that's, like, the coolest thing that, I don't know. It's so, a hockey player's haven. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, Ken, Jordy, how's it going, guys? Thanks for joining us. Good, buddy. Thanks for having us. It's going great. Good to talk to you. I love it. All right. So let's let's just jump right into it. No wishy-washy stuff, right? So you guys have this ultimate hockey fan cave, and it is just something surreal. But I'm sure, like, how did you guys meet? Like, tell, tell me what's going on over there. Well, and, I think we got to start from how this... Grinder. Yeah. First of all, we, we didn't know each other. Um, I built... I had a small little area, about 10 by 12... Uh, in the backyard, it used to be my daughter's playhouse, and when she grew out of it, I grabbed it, and I started putting in this hockey stick furniture that I built over the years. I thought, this is finally mine, so I got this small little spot. My wife sticks her head in the door one time. There's 11 of us guys crammed into a 10 by 12 little room, <laughs> TV, drinking beer, sitting on hockey stick furniture, and it just reeks, eh? Yeah. So she says, you got to build something bigger. Well... Unbeknownst to me, a friend of mine, Frank Koretsky, I go to work the next day. I come home, and my father-in-law says, you don't want to come home. I said, why? What's going on? He goes, your backyard is torn up. I said, what do you mean it's torn up? Well, you said you wanted to build, add on to the small little cave. I went, what? So I come in the backyard. It's a muck fest. It is as high as the roof. It's it's the whole backyard. I thought he's putting in a swimming pool. It was terrible. Anyway, so that's where it all began. So we started doing the foundation, the footing, and then I, the word got out there that I'm building something. And so friends started coming by. What are you doing? I said, well, I'm building a hockey cave. I'm tired of paying the high cost to go and do a game. So let's bring the game to us. 
So they started, well, what do you need? And I said, well, I need screws. I need some windows. Do you need help pouring the concrete? So everybody started pitching in. Yeah, community. A period of two to three years, just friends coming by, what do you need now? So I kept a list of all these guys that helped uh, me do this cave, and I put them on our two-foot-tall replica Stanley Cup, all their names on it, and we had a big party to thank them when it finally got built. That is on. I mean, that's like the coolest like thank you that you could possibly yeah. have your name, name on, on a cup. cup. <laughs> I have a question for you, Ken. When when your wife said that you need something else, do you think that she ever envisioned <laughs> what that you built? Like, do you think she's like uh, back on that day and she's like, what no. Did I do? You know, the beauty of it is, she's uh, she loves hockey. My oh, daughter perfect. loves hockey. My son loves hockey. My in-laws love hockey. It I works. Play, it, yeah, it totally works. Uh, I think. I put more effort into the cave than I do the house. So I haven't done the bathroom, the kitchen in the house. <laughs> she puts up with it because she, she, uh, I, we go to Vegas every once in a while and that, that, that's okay. That works things over. The house has been on the 20 year to do list, right? Yeah. Yeah. 20 year so, to do list. So, so now we got this cave being built and every Saturday at my age and going back 10, going back to when my son Landon was, uh, two years old, they taught him street hockey. So even to this day, he's now 20. When he's home, we try to play street hockey. He phones his friends. He phones Jordy. Yeah. And uh, we play street hockey. So this is how Jordy and I met. We were playing uh, street hockey with Sam. His uh, want to tell this? Part? Yeah. So so through an acquaintance, uh, <laughs> Ken. Uh, yeah, we got a puck here. <laughs> and uh, so kind of through an acquaintance, Sam. He uh, he said, "You want to come up and play road hockey?" And I kind of thought, "I'm like who." You know, I, haven't, I love road hockey, but I haven't played in 20-some-odd years, and I haven't really even seen it kind of around in Victoria. And so I kind of put it off for like three or so months, and that, and then I finally came up, and about 30 minutes in, Ken playing, Ken's like, can I show you something? And Sam had kind of given, prepped me that he had this like man cave, fan cave, and so the first thing that whenever you hear that, and I know when we've told people about what Ken's done, the, the first impression is that it's a basement suite with a big screen TV and framed jerseys and recliners. So you know you're getting kind of maybe think you're going into like some sort of guy's dungeon or basement, but as soon as I walked into the back and saw an actual building, that was pretty that was pretty nuts. And then learning that it wasn't the building wasn't here all like. It wasn't already built. They built it from the ground up to house it. So, like, he told the story about how in the backyard and everything. But that, to me, is is more dedication than having, obviously, a structure and then just filling it with stuff you buy on eBay or Amazon and on a black credit card. The fact that they picked away at it, they put the labor of love in it, it was a family community thing, well, just resonated uh, so much with me because that's kind of, you know, the what's so great about hockey and hockey players and stuff is that purity and passion for the game. And this place just just resonates that. Yeah, and all the creations. Oh, well, yeah, we oh, had yeah. the news over and they like asked me, like, what do you think coming in? I'm like, be something up here saying that. That's yeah. An epic line. As I said, you know what? It's when you walk in the first time, it's like it's an attack on the visual sense because Ooh, yeah. Ken's made over 100 plus That's creations good. out of hockey sticks. The floor is 1,700 right? <laughs> plus hockey sticks on the floor. You've got the world's largest tabletop hockey game. And it's just you don't know where to look, but everything you look at and I guess it's kind of my job during like trying to get this out to the world is try to share some of the stories, but very, very little of the cave is actually store-bought. It's either handmade by Ken, recycled, he finds a chair off the side of the road or a couch, repurposes it, recycles it, and then saves, what do you have, like 8,000 hockey sticks now probably saved from the landfill, so... 
Ken wants to. On, on, on segue on that, what he says, <laughs> recycle, refurbish these broken sticks. So if you throw a hockey stick in the landfill and you go there 100 years from now, yeah. it's still there. I'm not an environmentalist. I drive a Hummer, okay? So, <laughs> But I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, that if you save and keep these sticks out of the landfill, we're giving planet Earth an assist. Boom. Yeah, so I actually read that on your website, and I was like, oh, my God. God, the, the copywriters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, my day job is I'm a copywriter for a pharma marketing pharma marketing company. So when I saw that, I was like, that is pu- that's poetry. That's pure yeah. gold. You get trademark that? Okay, then give us some dividends on that. Yeah. 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 Get that. Get that protected. Absolutely. So, and that, I kind of want to get into that too. It, you guys have a stick floor that has over 1,700 sticks, and you also have over 100 different creations. Can you kind of just dive into that? Like 1,700 hockey sticks. That's insane. Well, you know, when we were starting to build this, I was just going to do an, uh, like a make it look like a carpet area of sticks, make it look like a carpet, and the rest would be hardwood floors. And uh, yeah, as we're building it, like a dressing room. Yeah, yeah. But but as we're building it, you know, it took time, took two to three years to build this place. I kept on collecting sticks when we'd go to my son's hockey games or go to the dump or just talk to the Zamboni drivers. And I started getting them all over the island. And I thought, I only need 872 to finish this floor. And then uh, parents on the hockey team would say, well, how many need now? They're laughing at me. I said, well, I need 627. And it got down. I'm like, I only need 300. <laughs> You can do this. I could actually pull this off, and yeah. we did it. It's it's unbelievable. And a fun fact, the reason we know the numbers, our very first contest we did on social media, is I actually made Ken get down and count them. Uh, so you, <laughs> so Ken, 10 or 20. Yeah, 1733 is what we got to, but yeah, um, yeah we 1,700 plus on the floor, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a big wow factor in the case. So, so Jordy and I were doing a, a book. We're starting a book. Not a how-to book, but what you can make out of hockey stick. Yeah, yeah, a coffee Stop. table book. I would buy that in two seconds. Yeah, so oh, it's wow. the, the, it's coffee, okay. coffee, coffee, right? Yeah, a coffee table <laughs> book about the hockey stick creations. Ken has over 100 plus, so you know there'd be insight to you know uh, Ken where he got the you know the frame or how to make it or a tip or something, and then mine would be like our you know if it's the love seat. You know, that has done, I think, over five, six million in views for us, kind of got our brand out there. It's our logo. So little tips like that. But that's just kind of one of the adventures that, you know, we'd love to be able to pull the trigger on once we make yeah. hockey our life. You yep. guys so, definitely got to do that because I, I made one. I made an Adirondack lawn chair out of hockey sticks. And then when I was way younger, we made like a beer pong table out of hockey sticks. So, like, the more things that you can build with them, it's like, oh, that'd be incredible. for sure. What well, we've done, uh, you know, everybody's done coffee tables around Adirondack chairs. Uh, we've done hockey helmet lights above the bar. Wine rack. Took a wine rack, yeah. Goalie stick, drilled holes in it, put shot glasses so it shots on goal, right? <laughs> and then uh, hockey like, helmets to drill a hole in it, put a shot in there. It's hockey helmet headshots. There's definitely a few that come out during the party nights. Oh, yeah. Shots on goal. Shots on goal. On the goalie shaft blade, you usually have three of them yeah. and the little shot glasses. The the pro tip is is don't go don't be in the middle because they're close together. But then you got people's shoulders and usually the middle person always gets spilled on. So yeah, and then we have a um a stone outside that we drilled a hole, put a re- piece of rebar in it, 
an epoxy to stick over top of the rebar, and it's so in there. So it's like um, Excalibur's sword, yeah. but it's a stick. So if you pull it out, you win the Stanley Cup, but you can't. It's stuck. And in it's it. like one of the most like uh, yeah. we made that for the Vegas School of the Knights, and they never clued in. Ken, uh, Ken's father-in-law, Hank. <laughs> I remember he came. They were just putting it together, and Hank walked over, yeah, and he okay. had this old coho stick that was a round shaft. Yeah. And I'd never seen that. Um, and so that is actually what now is the one for Excalibur for it. You can but try to pull it out. It's never not going it anywhere. It's never going. It's, it's funny. Once, once, maybe after a few shots on goals and guys uh, have a few beers, they all kind of get out there yeah. and put their foot up and try to take it out. But we, have no a, done it we have a mannequin. Sometimes we plug him in. He's sitting outside on a chair for security. And if you plug him in, he'll move, you know, scare the shit out of He's sitting there with hockey gear on, with gloves on. Yeah, yeah you got to see him. We call him, we call him Manny. There's yeah. pretty much a lot. Of, there's a lot, lot we got, in We got to get a light. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, and you guys have that that cool, uh, what, it's not a rocking chair. It's the the, uh, the net. Yeah. The love seat, yeah. The love the love seat. Seat. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, we did a. We did. Uh, we had so many questions after that kind of went pretty viral about how we did it. Um, you know, we we had experimented with road hockey nets before, and I was sitting on one laying there, and it started to crack after like 20 minutes of use. So we actually did a DIY, like a do-it-yourself video, uh, with Ken explaining like the tips and tricks to doing it uh, on our YouTube. So it was it was pretty well received because we just send people there like, how do I do that? The biggest thing is is you got to have an ice hockey net. Got to have an ice hockey. Net. Everything else will bend. So if anyone's yeah. out there listening and you you know, Google look it up <laughs> and want to do it, we have a YouTube video. But, then, but next yeah. thing you know, we have six ice hockey nets down the side of our house. So we gave one to a guy in Seattle who's doing it, and yeah. we gave another one away. Because what am I going to do with these things? It's just that used ice hockey nets with are worth eight hundred dollars plus. They're pretty crazy. And yeah. all you got to do is just you know sand them up a bit and throw some paint on them and brand new netting and they work yeah people are throwing these things out because the weld is slightly off yeah yeah you find you find especially if you're in like a if you're in like a a market where you pro teams semi-pro teams are like in our case whl team you know uh the the players and the you know the equipment managers or whoever the organization kind of get a little picky about obviously the gear because they're playing at a high level that they just chuck a lot chuck of it out, out and usually it's really good to go and like build those relationships. So if anyone's listening that wants to do what Ken has done, a tip that I would recommend is go into these arenas and take them coffee, build a relationship yeah. and say, Hey, like Donuts. I will, yeah. I will come yeah. and take this big pile of sticks, it works. a net, <laughs> Zamboni, uh, score clock, score clock. whatever, the, score clock? That, oh. the giant score clock we have. That's an arena score clock was because of that relationship with Ken. And they, it was being sent to, uh, a salvage yard and it was going to be completely wasted it's completely fine they were just yeah. upgrading because they wanted a newer one there's nothing wrong with this they just want a newer one so we've kind of taken uh, i guess advantage or we've made the best out of the situations where these these thing these organizations want to get rid of stuff that is to us regular people is awesome <laughs> and it's in good quality but we don't play in the dub we don't play in the nhl so you know, uh, we play on the table. We play on the tabletop. That's that's where the that's where legends actually happen. Oh yeah, man. and I'll it gets you. sometimes pull out war, eh? Oh, with our neighbor. We've bet money well, on it. Mike is a nut bar. We've bet money on it. We've bet jerseys <laughs> on it. We've it's it's got intense. But yeah, yeah. the long and long and uh, long story short for that tip is just build the relationships with these organizations. Um, even uh, for the pat, I'm a goalie and I got to use like the top end goal stick that's like three hundred fifty bucks. 
because I had a slight crack in the back. So Ken just threw some glue on it. And because these, you know, WHL or pro goalies and players, if it has a little crack, they're yeah. not using it. Yeah. But you know what? That used that was two years, two beer league championships for me, and I was laughing yeah. with it. So uh, tip out there for anyone it's listening. Broken now, though. It broke. It finally yeah. broke. Yeah, but, I cut it up. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I guess it's broke go. now. He has. Here's a right well, no, I actually, Did I actually? No, I think that? I think I probably beat you in tabletop, and you went and cut one of the sticks I used. That's probably it. And you're no. like, I'll screw you. Was I'm gonna put it in the stick? floor. Is that the true stick? No, the true stick's still there. Oh. I've hidden the true stick from you because I know what's gonna. No, happen. it's just that I'm getting old. I'm forgetting shit, man. And I just oh, there's a stick. I'll cut it up. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a nice color. Why don't I use this three hundred dollar hockey yeah. stick? But yeah, so uh, we um, we've so, had, definitely had some fun with the tabletop and the 100 plus creations. So, Ked or Garrison, you guys have a tabletop hockey game? No, I don't think we do. No. No. I don't Yeah, I know it, it's 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 embarrassing. <laughs> but man, got to get one. Yeah, we got to be better. I apologize. <laughs> oh my god. How about a fool's ball table? Uh, so no. We play tons of street hockey though. Street hockey and ice hockey we play as much as we can, but when it comes to like Yeah. You know, we're I think I'm more of a dark guy, but more or less at the bar, but Yeah. Okay. I'm terrible. Foosball, really, really bad. But you guys, you guys also have a Zamboni. Am I wrong? No, we do. Yeah. I mean, a real life size. How did you get a Zamboni? <laughs> well, this is crazy. So the guy that gave me a lead on the score clock, I he he saw the cave and I went over to the arena looking for sticks, and he's a Zamboni driver. And I said, now all I need is a Zamboni. And his eyes lit up, and he points at me, and he goes on the computer, goes there. I went, no, you're kidding me. There's one for sale with South Island, like uh, pretty much the exact thing that the story I told about the tip is these relationships pay yeah. off dividends, and that he had a lead on a on a rink that was closing down, and it had sat in Outside. a little crawl, and not yeah. little, but in a tight crawl space for like a year and a half, and then they just finally had to get rid of everything, yeah. stanchions, so, yeah. zamboni, and so, yeah. so I get in touch with the guy, and and uh, I make him an offer. And I make him an offer of five hundred dollars for a Zamboni, like a real 1986 and Zamboni. And it works. And 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 it's and the guy says no. And I said, well, you know, last year there's a guy, he bought a Zamboni for three hundred bucks, you know. Oops, and the guy sorry. in the news, which is true, but it was a the tiny Zamboni. I didn't know that. So he says I can't sell for five hundred. So I sh- we showed him the cave. It's going to a good home. I said I'll offer you seven. But I'll tell my wife I paid five. <laughs> okay, so I bought it for seven. Right? So wait, wait, wait. Does T- is Tina going to be listening to this podcast? And this is the cats are it's coming out here. It's only two hundred bucks different. Big deal. Oh, so, <laughs> so now to transport it from oh god two and a half hours up the road, it's going to cost me twelve hundred dollars. And I went, this isn't happening. So I shop around town, can't find anybody. There's a new company that just comes to town uh, called Sunbelt. And, and I said, hey, why don't we put your name out there? I pimped Jordy out. I said, you know, my guy will showcase your company all over the all over the internet. Just give us a smoking deal to bring it down. So we we had a driver for nine hours, a flatbed truck. They were it was amazing. Like three hundred and fifty six bucks to bring yeah. it home. So the, no so way. let so me now, tell you, let me tell you do it for a thousand fifty six. So let me tell you how this came across to me. Ken's like, I got a lead on a Zamboni. Uh, okay, what are you going to do with a Zamboni? I just got a lead on a Zamboni. <laughs> and then I, uh, so then he's like, yeah, but, um, so what we're going to do, we're going to go up island, you're coming, 
And um, we are going to be, you're going to be doing a video. You're going to be vlogging it. You're going to be showcasing it to the world. And I was like, Ken has never said that to me in the history of our like working relationship of like having to do this, this, and this. And then he finally let on that he, he leveraged my skills in video and our social and my work to get a discount for it, which I'm all for, but it was just, it was pretty funny to have him come in and, and say like, Hey, you know, this, we can do this, we can do this. And I was, I was kind of proud because like, he's finally paying attention to what I, what I've been saying and doing. So and that, it worked out in the end. Sunbelt was a great company to yeah, work for big we, shout out we to them. Pulled into Tim Hortons with it. Yeah. Tim Hortons was the first stop. Um, and if anyone listening, or if you guys haven't here, um, you, we did vlog that video is on our YouTube channel. You can see the vlog of it, of us going up Island, us bringing it down the whole, the whole thing, uh, about it. So, um, you can check that out there. Yeah. And so we just had to work on the engine a bit and we took all the augers off it. Me and my father-in-law down there took all the augers, took so much weight off of this thing because we don't have much snow here. So it took out the horizontal auger, the vertical auger, a whole bunch of other shit that just way too much and uh we painted it up and fixed the leaf spring fixed the tire and uh now it looks we put a barbecue on the side of it so you barbecue of course of course so when you drive down to the road you pick hot dogs and then uh we have a massive air horn that just you gotta wear it's too loud and scares the shit out of people. Everybody just dies when you hear it. And uh, now we're getting a mattress to sleep in it. We're going to put puck lights inside, those ones that put the little push button. And we're going to put a small TV in it so you get Chromecast from the house. And with a little chip ball and a hockey helmet. And you have a romantic night in the Zamboni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Airs and Z concept. And uh, on, on – Yeah, so on New Year's. Ken just uh, Ken and his son Landon took the Zamboni out to stretch its leg, you know, get everything, make sure it's still all working. And driving by, cops pull up, just pull by, come in, lights on, whatever, pull up next to Ken while he's on the Zamboni in the driveway. Oops. And what was the first thing you said to them? Did somebody call me in? And she goes, No, I just happened to be driving by and thought, is that a Zamboni? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and anyways, Ken's like, Are you going to give me a ticket? They said, No, but let's fake a ticket. So the, it was actually. How cool the cops were to be like, hey, let's do a fake ticket. It was New Year's. New and I, Year's. And I didn't have a beer in my hand, thank God. Yeah. If I didn't have a beer in your hand, I would have been done. So, um, yeah. Anyways, they, they were great sports. Uh, both of the women police officers came in, and they were big fans of hockey, loved the cave. And <clears throat> so that spiraled into the news, picking it up. Had a news crew come here. And then um, a really big, uh, reputable uh, mattress company called Endian uh, in Canada. You ever heard Canada. of them, Kit? You ever heard of them, Endian? They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're like $80 million They're company. They're a big company, Huge. and they've, they've done a great job with, um, with uh, you know, donating mattresses, like all those type of things to homeless and people of need. And they reached out to us to say after they saw the article about the, the Zamboni being an Air Z&Z. So they want to put in a Andy custom mattress into the Air Z&Z. So, um, and on top of that, well, we, maybe. Uh, we can't really divulge that yet. Okay. We, we can't, but there's some stuff we hopefully will be in time in tune with working with them in the see, future. But, it's almost like my lawyer here. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it's pretty cool to see a big company like Andy reaching out to two neighbors in a fan cave with kind of something of a stupid idea and, of, of an Air Z&Z Zamboni. And you guys reaching out to us too. Yeah. See? So you, yeah. We're breaking it. You Very guys can good. stay in the Zamboni when you come and visit and tour the cave. Oh, I mean, that's 
No, yeah. no spooning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get fired up when they're snoozing and turn the horn on. Yeah. yeah. What happened? It's a right oh, passage. Yeah. I'll take it. That's unreal. So you guys, uh, you're on a Netflix special, Amazing Interiors, Episode 4. Check it out on Netflix. How did that come about? Like, where, how did you get on Netflix? That's I, Yeah. I come in and he goes, hey, we're getting a call from London, England. What? Yeah. <laughs> you so can tell the story. I think the long, long story short about it is they were doing research online and through our website yeah. or through – I'm okay. Uh, through the website and through everything else, uh, you know, we came up in their search parameters and, and they were looking for – the whole premise of it is places that look normal on the outside but just amazing interiors and are amazing on the inside or unique. And so they found our website and sent an email through it, and then I worked for about – Great sound. Great sound. Um, Cheers. What are you guys, coffee there, Garrison? What the hell's that? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I needed a coffee. I'm sorry, boys. I just had to had to get it going. <laughs> so I mean, you got water going on there, kid. Yeah. Yeah, a little salty, a little salty, a little bubbly. And uh, so we uh, Michael. So we worked out with kind of about four to six months in the background with their production company about. You know, what does the house look like? Like, what did we plan to do? They wanted to do construction. We couldn't, you know, couldn't do that because we had to cover the cost and the timing of it. And um, so I think they had around 75 to 80 places they shot in the world. And I think the numbers are a little rusty because it's been a while, but I think it's probably like 29 made the show. And we are one of the 29 or 30 that made the show. So um, to you make it recognized yet. No. I have. You have, but I, <laughs> of course, it's all about. I was at Seattle Airport. And these people are going, "Are you? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm what? <laughs> oh God, do I owe you money? My first fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, my, mine is. You can see me on the episode near the end. I think we're doing a cheers, and I'm I'm drinking. So my mom's really proud that her son's on Netflix drinking, and that's about yeah. it. So, um, so yeah, they were they flew out and they did about a three four day shoot, and uh, we were interviewed. We they documented. We just kind of tried to. I guess it was my job to make the make it a strong case for us to be included in the show. So we wanted to have. So that's when we put in the tiles out front because we understood they wanted construction. They wanted to kind of compete with an HGTV or something uh, type of series out there. Um, but we couldn't do the full blown uh, renovation of expanding the cave or. Um, the, to the magnitude that if you saw the rest of the series, you know, people are blowing out top floors of a building, uh, yeah. to, and spending millions of dollars to do it. We just we weren't have the money. Either. We, yeah, time and money and all that. So for us, you know, we were, you know, I think, uh, that was, I think when I first saw that after about, was it three and a half years of just kind of grinding out? And I think I came to tears that night at like 1201 when it came out and I remember watching it sitting on the floor with my wife watching it and because it was just such a fruition of all the effort yeah uh, the stuff of Ken and I sitting across from the bar you know now almost five years ago being like let's do this to like holy crap like we are you know on Netflix yeah uh, two neighbors and then who love hockey are on Netflix it's just it's still when you think about the scale and scope of uh, pr- people production from Victoria don't get it no, we have a hard time with Victoria, but Netflix is great because America gets it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have, uh, so we have, you know, Angel Network. There was a, uh, there was a, uh, you know, I think they said about a hundred million plus people potentially seen it because it, since it was a Netflix original series, it's going to be in a multitude of countries, which is, which is, which, which is pretty cool for us, and it's really helped us when I sit, try to tell people 
like the same impression I got when Sam told me about Ken's man cave fan cave uh, about being a basement suite with you know recliners saying hey go check us out on Netflix and they tell the really good story the foundation of it it's been the best calling or best business card best whatever information card because it brings credibility and they do tell a really good story like uh, I told Ken he felt bad that I was cut out of most a lot of pretty much all of it but I told him if I was editing it I would have told the exact same story as them because that's yeah. what really that's what pe- people don't maybe at some point want to know more in depth about what Ken and I do like this type of stuff but at that point, at that level, they, they did a great edit, showing the cave, adding a little fun, kind of got the energy of the place. And, uh, yeah, overall, I was just really happy and impressed with um, the people we got to work with at the Netflix and their production. Yeah, that's where you learned a lot of stuff there, too. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. Learn, always remember the mic is on. The mic is always on, yeah. <laughs> that's a different story we can't get yeah, into. Yeah, we'll tell you that one after the when podcast. When you come here one yeah, time. Yeah, when you yeah. come here. Yeah, you can't. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was thinking about that one time. Not good. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no cooler it's definitely thing. Definitely not going on the air. There's no cooler thing if somebody says like, "Who are you?" and you you guys can just be like, "Google me," or like, "Yeah, check out." <laughs> it. You'll know who I am. Like, that's just the ultimate flex card. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, just the uh, the places that we've gone now, though. It's yeah. It's, like he's getting a haircut with Ben Bishop. You know, like the yeah. It's been happening. Yeah, it's you know? been pretty. And I, and I get flown to Chicago. I mean, my God, that's cool. I mean, what was that moment? Like, diehard Blackhawks yeah, fan. Oh my it. God. It was, yeah, he said before I left, you're going to cry. I said, I'm not going to cry. What do you mean I'm going to cry? You're going to cry. I've just been a Hawks fan since I was 10 years old. Right? Just, my dad, just. My dad introduced me. I played hockey at eight, but he introduced me to the Blackhawks. Yeah. As a 10-year-old. And I met Tony Esposito sitting on the bench in our hometown in an exhibition game. Jerry DeJardins was playing goal, and I'm talking to Tony O. And that's it. I was hooked. And then uh, never been to United Center, ever. Saw them play in Vancouver. Not the same. And then... This gets on the internet uh, uh, that uh, what Jordy put out there. And the next thing you know, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Chicago Tribune came calling. You heard all this, right? Yeah. Did an interview. I'm just cutting this short. Anyway, we get to Chicago. This man that flew us to Chicago, Alex Tom Seedy, we're sitting in the Gibson Steakhouse in Chicago. And we're sitting there with his wife and my wife and his friend and his friend's wife and my kids. And we're just finishing dinner and Alex says, to his wife, uh, April, take the ladies up for drinks. Ken, Landon, let's go. We're going to your first game tonight. And we're supposed to go on the, the like two days later. Two days later. I'm going, what? He goes, ladies, off you go. We get into this man's SUV. We pull up to a VIP parking. The atmosphere of the Chicago arena, it's nighttime now. Everybody's wearing Chicago jerseys. I'm, I've been drinking beer. I'm feeling great. My son's with me. And this man is watching my reaction i'm seeing the atmosphere i'm so excited i'm, I'm walking into my freaking united center yeah says to me he goes ken welcome home well yeah. i just broke yeah. down in tears yeah. and the uh chicago police they coming over they're high five me everybody's high. i'm walking through i'm crying getting the ticket it was the most amazing freaking He's getting emotional now. Yeah, my life. I mean, yeah uh, and, and you're with your kid like i can't what a memory like well, god so there's, there's two I mean, just the memories that you guys have made so far is just like insane. And we're two rows up. We're two rows up. Yeah. And then some some guy sees I'm wearing these fancy shoes my wife bought me in Vegas, right? Some <laughs> yeah. two rows up, this guy with his buddy says, "Hey man, love your shoes." I'm going, "Hey, whatever." <laughs> he says, 
um, between periods, I'm, I'm a VIP at this bar. So we go down and buy some drinks. Landon's down there with me. And uh, so fast forward to uh, two years ago, I'm in Vegas. I text this guy that saw my shoes. And I go, hey, found the shoes. <laughs> and he goes, what? I go, what size should you take? He goes, 10 and a half. I said, done. He goes, how much do I owe you? I go, don't worry about it. He goes, no, how much? I said, don't worry about it. I got them for 50 bucks, told them they were 100. And, uh, <laughs> and I knew this guy was a roller. So I said, what's a good steakhouse in Vegas? Because he always goes to Vegas. Next thing you know, he uh, he texts me back half an hour later. He goes, I, it's a three-week waiting list at this steakhouse at the Wynn. And I comped you a $200 tomahawk steak. Yeah, baby. Oh, <laughs> so I took him to the manager of the hotel. He shipped him to Chicago. It didn't cost me nothing for shipping either. Yeah, it was great. Oh, my God. Friends to this day, this Ken Petropolis guy. Really nice guy. Yeah. That, that's just a good, good, do good <laughs> Yeah, right? That, and yeah, that's just right, right back there. to just making these connections, right? Like, that's... Well, the, the best part about it is, is it seems like, <clears throat> you know, the more we do this, the more Ken and I realize... You know, we want to work with people that like are like you guys, like yeah, the hockey fans. You, get it. You get it. We've had a lot of resistance of people. You know, people come in with tours with their kids and stuff, and they they're fishermen or golfers. They they don't get it. They you know they may look even negatively towards it, whatever. But we we've kind of learned over the time, like we stopped trying to convince people that are, have already convinced themselves out of it. And now we just dive in full blown and build relationships with people who who get it, mm-hmm. who understand why we love this place, love what we doing. Like I love the creative, like we both love the creation, the creativity. Mine on the digital front, Ken obviously on the creations and everything else. But just trying to work with so many like minded people that we can, so all fun. of us can, you know, get to easier. the get yeah. to the like. There's enough room at the top, and just being able to build the relationships and take that forward with us but one quick story i want to touch on that ken probably not forgot but forgot to mention so when ken uh went they ended up uh going with his when he went with his family went to a game chicago versus vancouver so we had this follower not a follower but a a friend on social media he was doing a 31 he was doing all 31 arenas games in 81 days and doing a youtube of it driving Driving by himself. By himself. By himself. That's 21-year-old oh kid. Yeah. So anyways, great guy. His name's Felix. Yeah. You should interview Felix. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so the whole thing about paying French it, Canadian. whole thing about paying it forward and like working with like-minded people. He came to the cave probably, you know, when he was in the Vancouver area, area yeah. for that. And then it worked out that Ken, when he went with his family there and they were going to go to this Vancouver, uh, Vancouver, Chicago game. Uh, in box fe- seats. In box seats, Felix switched his his route up so he could be there, and then Ken got permission from the guy's box. He said, "Can I invite this kid to come and join us in the box?" So Ken paid a paid it forward to you know Felix about getting him into these the, one of the nicest boxes in the United Center to get to experience the United Center on his 31 arena trip. So that's the type of thing that we really like doing. We've been super fortunate and we've worked really hard on what we've achieved and hope to achieve. But we also want to make sure that, you know, like we were kind of just, we're still just two idiots in a fan cave, you know, drinking beer in his coach's corner right now on a, on a Thursday night. And I got to go to work tomorrow. You know, like that's the, so that's, that's the thing. Can I say that my job sucks the life out of me on the air? (laughs) 
<laughs> we're all there, Ken. John, we're yeah. all there. And if you guys don't think these guys are beauties as is, can you just go into the story about the Stanley Cup? Oh, wow. This is that story, that, eh? that one, I, out of all the things that we've watched, I think for me personally, that one hit home the most. Like, that was just That's, incredible. So before he dives into it, just if anybody's listening out there and wants to see it, we entered into a contest uh, and we had to put a video together in 10 days. And I think this is what you guys were when you guys saw it here. Um, you can see on the YouTube, it's our we entered a Budweiser contest uh, to be the chief hockey officer. And this was an amazing story that happened that Ken did uh, that I really wanted to tell in video form. So I'm glad I got the opportunity to do that. And then um, this was even before the case. So just to kind of set yeah. the setting, but go ahead. Ken. Totally before and, the case. And, and uh, Jordy, by the way, you nailed it. Cause I was like almost in tears. Like that was. Oh, thanks man. I appreciate it. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah. This is be- before the cave. And remember the NHL strike was on. Remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's nobody to give the cup to no championship team. Um, and uh, so in the, our local paper on a Saturday morning, uh, it said in the paper, Stanley Cup's going up to Howie Meeker's house. You guys know who Howie Meeker is? I don't think Back I in the day, he's an old hockey player. Anyways, oh, yeah. going up to his place about two and a half hours north of us. And I looked at my wife. I said, you know what they're doing? They're giving the Stanley Cup to all the old boys that never had their day with it. Because oh, nobody, they did a really awesome thing. They the did doing that from 96, I think, that you could have 24 hours with it. So... Fast, go back four years. I'm sitting in a coffee shop about a half an hour from where I live, and I started shooting the breeze with this guy. He was 75 at the time, and we started talking hockey. And he told me he won the Stanley Cup in 1948-49. And I said, sure you did. So I just <laughs> – and uh, so I said, do you mind if – he convinced me. I said, do you mind if I come out here a week later and have another cup of coffee with you? So I did. This is back in 2001, I guess. And uh, so I have a copy of this man. He shows me his Calder Cup ring, Memorial Cup ring, and Stanley Cup ring. You won the Stanley Cup. Doesn't anybody know that you're a Stanley Cup champion in a small little town? And he says, who wants to know? I said, I'm impressed. I mean, this is amazing. So anyway, I kept this guy's phone number for four years. And I put it up in the bathroom. And and when that story came out in the newspaper that they were taking the Stanley Cup around, and it's going up island, uh, this is in 2005, I went said to my wife, I said, Remember that guy I met? So I found it, called him up. Harry? His name was Harry Taylor. I said, can I come see you? And anyway, I went to his apartment, buzzed the apartment door. He comes to the door in a walker. And I said, do you remember meeting me four years ago? And he didn't. And he invited me in for tea. My son was five at the time. And would meet his wife, Irene. And we talked, shot the breeze. And I said, what are you doing July 25th of this year? This was 2005. And he says, uh, I think I have a family reunion in Winnipeg. I said, I think you're going to have to cancel it. So I told him the, that I got you the Stanley Cup for the day because I phoned the Hockey Hall of Fame, talked to Phil Pritchard, and I said, I know a guy that hasn't had his day with it. And I gave him the information, and he says, it's fans like you. We can't track down these old guys. So that's why I went to his house. So I said to his wife, I said, uh, she says, our apartment's too small. And I said, I'd be honored to host it. She goes, would you, could you? So this was in uh, – April, I guess, when I knew I'm going to get the cup. July 25th. And so I had to keep this a secret for all these days. I only told my family, my two kids who kept the secret, and my father-in-law. I started phoning friends saying, on July 25th, I don't care if your wife's giving birth, when I call you, you get over to my place. Why? Who's coming? I said, I can't tell you. 
just indulge me. Well, who's coming? I said, somebody important. So they're thinking it's Gretzky, Scotty Bowman, somebody important. I said, just indulge me. So so the day comes. We have the whole backyard. The cave wasn't here. We had the whole backyard decked out with hockey cardboard cutouts, hockey stick furniture out in the lawn in the backyard here, and a cake that said when Harry met Stanley, right? And the guy's name was Harry Taylor. Yeah. So anyway, he shows up. Mike Bolt shows up in front of my house in a red SUV, pulls out the trunk and opens up the Stanley Cup in front of my house. I'm like, oh, my God, shut it. <laughs> I don't know if I see this. I don't need a mass panic in my backyard. <laughs> so I'm, I'm shaking him. Oh, my God, look at this thing. I'm freaking out. So he comes, he leaves the cup in the front drive. He walks around. He goes, okay, where are we going to put it? And we had a table. Okay. So he brings the table cover, puts it by the laurel bushes, and wheels the trunk around and, pulls this thing out you know it's 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 35 pounds bottom heavy it's got scratches on this is the real freaking stanley cup yeah. so it's just me and my family landon who's five my daughter who's nine and it's just us for 45 minutes just looking at this cup that's, that's so, so it's just it's so, i've heard this story so many times but when you tell it it, it gives me chills every time so it's so cool so now Harry's coming at 10.30, so 10.30 rolls around, and I walk out, and I greet him in front of the house. Well, he's with his son, who comes from Winnipeg, with his wife. They don't know this is going on. He doesn't tell them. So his son says, Dad, we're going to go down into the Inner Harbor and just enjoy Victoria. And his dad says, Son, just indulge me. So they come walking around the house into the backyard. We crank on, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and Harry's walking. He's 79 now, walking with a walker, and he's walking towards me. And I go, Harry, there's your old friend waiting to see you again. And he looks over and he smiles. And his son, who was standing behind him, a 52-year-old man, looks at the Stanley Cup, looks back at me, looks at the Stanley Cup, looks back at me, and starts crying. And I said, isn't this the most incredible freaking day of your life? So we're hugging. Everybody's a big hug fest. So now it's just their family with the cup for another 45 minutes. Just Intimate and enjoy. There's his name on it. He's touching it. He's 79. He's going. And I said, okay, Harry, I got the media coming now. He goes, okay, I'll leave. I said, no, 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 no. This is about (laughs) this is your day. He goes, what? And I said, this is your day. You're a champion. So I got on the phone. I phoned the newspapers, the radio stations, television stations. I said, you can believe this or not, but the Stanley Cup is at this address. Goodbye. Well, next thing you know, they're they're all here. Pandemonium. So I had I, I got on the phone, phone and friends. I said, get over here. Who's there? I'm not telling you. Just get over here or watch it on the news. So 43 people that I called did show up, and uh, four didn't. Their fault. So yeah. So as the day is going on, it's, it was a beautiful sunny day. You you can I'll tell you the YouTube site to see it all. And uh, it's the, in that video I did some of the it? clips and stuff. Yeah. And there was a. A kid, 19-year-old, two things I'll take away from that day was uh, that man crying. And uh, uh, this kid, 18-year-old kid that taught my son defense, I looked at him. His name was Cam Smith. I said, you know what, Cam? There's hardly anybody here. Invite anybody you want. We're standing there looking at Stanley Cup. This is hour six, right? It's like five feet away from us. And he goes, what? Anybody you want. So he, at that time, flipped up his flip phone. <laughs> he starts dialing. He goes, I'm going to call my teammate. And he hangs up. No, I'm gonna call my girlfriend. Starts dialing. Goes, no, I'm gonna call my dad. That's cool. Oh, 
I'm just, oh my God, I got a goosebumps in that. So he calls his dad, says, dad, I got somebody to meet. So he, his dad's a paramedic, goes and picks him up, does not tell his dad anything. So this man comes around the back corner. I don't even know who his dad is. And this guy comes, comes around the corner, sees a standing up, drops to his knees. And for four or five minutes, he's just looking at it. Doesn't say anything. He's in, he's in awe of this thing. Was, I'm watching Especially him. if you're not. Yeah. expecting it you yeah. know like like you yeah. said like if it's like you're it's somewhat of n- notable like notoriety you come into the backyard and it's like oh this is oh this is oh this is a stanley cup and, like, and the neat thing is everybody got to hold it everybody got to drink out of it but nobody's allowed to raise it right so i got it to here and i just i wouldn't <laughs> raise it because it's out of respect you don't you didn't yeah. win it so i'm holding this thing it's 35 pounds bottom heavy it's just Iconic. Then the, then they showed it on the news. We all go inside the house. We left the Stanley Cup outside. Nobody's guarding it. Just sitting there. We went, oh, shit, the Stanley Cup's outside. <laughs> and to this day, kid and Garrison, to this day, I'm good friends with uh, three of the keepers of the Cup, especially two, uh, Mike Bolt and Phil Pritchard, that whenever the Stanley Cup is in any place, I just call him. And my, there was a five-hour lineup in St. Louis. We just me and yeah, Jordy, we, uh, we got him near it. Yeah, yeah we uh, yeah. we were in the there for the All-Star game in St. Louis uh, with the blade shades and everything. And and um, Ken's like, come down to the cup area. I was like, okay. So we go down, and it's like it's a five-hour wait to go see to see the cup. Get and like we just kind of walk hours. in and yeah. and uh, got to spend time with him. And we, I think we just hung out with with. Uh, Mike Bolt for Bill for Phil for keepers of the five cup. minutes. Bypass the lineup. Bypass the line. Get time with it. Yeah. You know, it's a busy time, but and they get know. the picture taken. And I said, Bill, can we get a picture? He stops the lineup. We all yeah. It was, it was one of those like Canadian things where I'm like, I kind of I'm so excited, but like I kind of feel bad. But <laughs> I want to do next time because. Phil Phil and Mike are so when I tell them I'm in the house, they they let me bypass the line. I want to see if I. See, I say a, a woman and her daughter or something like a young little kid. Bring them with you. Yeah, and say, come with me. Just come yeah. with me and pay it forward. And don't, yeah. don't wait five hours. Right? Yeah, we're we're big into that. You know, we've yeah. been whether it's with companies sending us stuff to support us from day one to yeah. you know people with the blade shades or whatever. Like we Do are huge things, in pain. Yeah. You know, when people come and visit, especially after Netflix, we get quite a few tours. Family comes in with kids. We have a swag bag with all kind of the companies we've worked with that, you know, we let the kids pick stuff out of there. We've given sticks away from companies that have them here. So um, yeah, we're, yeah. We, we're, not, uh, we're not ignorant to the fact that we've been very fortunate and we're very grateful that but we want to make sure we can kind of pass on some of those great memories that we've been lucky enough to have to yeah. other families and people who, you know, may not get that opportunity. So, um, and that is why I think I, I love the spirit of hockey versus kind of other sports is that's kind of the foundation for yeah. all of us hockey players and fans and lovers of hockey. You saw the Humboldt tragedy too, that the, yeah. how the hockey community came together. Yeah. And that was horrible. Yeah. It sure brought the – hockey people have a different heart. You know? Yeah. They really do. And that's like the coolest part, like I mentioned earlier. Like I get to talk to like you guys or like Adam Graves or, or Darren McCarty or – you know kevin and miles and it's like you guys are all the same same people like just good and, people and, that and love the sport you know just want to help everybody's <laughs> yeah. like you know it yeah. seems like just a tight hockey fraternity type of deal uh, yeah. I, I met uh, was it barry Pedersen in boston and uh we're having a drink in this lounge area and we're talking hockey and i i said yeah but you made the show i said i got close i played junior a but you made the show he said 
he pointed at me. He says, let me tell you something. He says, I was, I, I, I don't play hockey anymore, but you were Ruzioni. He says, I see, I know Ruzioni. I know of him. He goes, uh, well, he kept on asking, this is Barry talking, kept on asking me to come out and play beer league hockey. Finally, I did. And I'm in the dress room with the Ruzioni and all the boys after the game, beer league game. And he goes, you know, Barry, you made the NHL. I played for the Olympic team. Hey, Jerry, you played for a, for a junior B team. You you played peewee at such how far you went to? Welcome home, boys. We're all back. Everybody That's always awesome. comes back. It was, it was like, my God, I get this now. That's a fraternity. Like, yeah. We all come We all come full circle, and guess what? We all come back to the beer league. Yeah. Or, or yeah, all, all roads. <laughs> yeah, all roads lead to the beer league, man. That is I, just, or for me, I, it just yeah. starts and stops there. there <laughs> <laughs> Did I know we're in that movie now? No, no, we can get into that. Let's, oh, yeah, what yeah. else you guys got on yeah. you want to ask us about? There's well, lots. So. Well, you mentioned the Blade Shades, and we haven't talked about these yet, and they are incredible. Uh, we recently just got the 1980 40-year anniversary limited edition. Put those bad boys on right now. Oh, you guys look really good. Oh, oh yeah. Sharp. I feel sharp. Everybody looks hot in sunglasses. That's just that's a fact. So <laughs> I have to. I feel, I feel like I'm peaking right now. Uh <laughs> How did Blade Shades come about? Where, like, how did that idea arise? Well, well, like most of yeah, our crazy yeah. ideas in Ken's brain from many, many, many years ago. I've been concussed too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And I, I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and go, huh. And I, and I don't write it down. And I, sometimes it comes back. Then he yells at me. That's yeah. right. He didn't write it down. <laughs> no. No, I, I came up with this idea about, uh, I was at a 7-Eleven. You ever heard of the 7-Eleven store? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. And they had these straws uh, that that were shaped like hockey sticks. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed like a bunch of them, and I had them, and then, and I thought these are cool, and I kept them. And then I we're building the cave, and then I saw them over in the corner here a few years ago, and I went, huh? What do we do this? <laughs> and Jordy goes, huh? Yeah, we we could do that. Why not? So so then Jordy is connected to how that story happened. You want to go yeah, that? well, just uh, yeah. through all these products and ideas that Ken's had, and like Blade Shades is one of the many. So we had like a list of a ton, and so <clears throat> it was, was it a was, ton. Well, quite a few. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> quite a few. You have a hundred plus ideas in hockey stick creation and products. So, um, and then it was just kind of like I said, like uh, we're trying to build the right team around us and kind of finding the right people to work with, and you know that kind of had more expertise in building businesses and. We found some amazing people to work with that have been the, you know, heaven sent angels kind of yeah. giving us guidance and mentorship and, you know, helping us learn um, to to the point where we able last year in November to release the blade shades, which are anyone listening are hockey stick sunglasses. So the arms are shaped like hockey sticks. They, there's goalie models. There's player models with or without tape. We got polarized, all these type of options. And nobody came up with this idea, so we have patents on them. Yeah. So then we have. So <laughs> then we. So the, the the cool part about about the the blade shades is that you know we the reason all these product and ideas came up is it's been Ken and mine's goal since day one is to wake up and do fun free hockey content. We just love the. You know, Ken gets out his four and a half foot tall world's largest goal pads and we do a little shootout or use a giant goal stick and record it, do a live stream, social, have some fun with it. And that is that we've always wanted that to be our life is get up in the morning, create that stuff, have fun, talk hockey, share, meet some amazing people. Don't have to get up too early, though. Not too early. But how do you pay the bills doing that? Right. Like hockey is a pretty niche market. 
uh, in the global scale. So, you know, like YouTube ad revenue is very, you know, it's going to and sponsorship, all that stuff is going to be very hard for hockey. So we knew that there had to be a product that could help us pay the bills and just allow us that hockey dream of getting up in the morning and being like, all right, Ken, you've got, you know, the world's largest goal stick at nine and a half feet tall. What can we do that's fun that people would like, you know, and that's what we enjoy doing. That's the the passion of the creativity from building. I don't enjoy it because he goes, let's do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> we need another take. Not, not again. Yeah, but um, you saw that in the Zamboni. Yeah. The Budweiser again. Again. So we um <laughs> again miracle again 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 make him do multiple <laughs> takes. He just, but um yeah, so that's we just needed to kind of find a an awesome hockey product that would help us cover just cover the bills like these are great yeah so we we were very fortunate to work with the amazing people that helped us figure this all out and um you know that the response has been amazing and uh you know just it's one of those products that you can give us gifts and retailers and all and these, that so and you know these goalie ones are goalerized right but you guys are an easy audience yeah they're they're always good the first time you get to 111 time it's it's i know but you know that's the way it is acting right yeah no okay again 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 um but yeah so that's the kind of the the long story long about them is we just wanted to have something that we could wake up in the morning and do what we love to do And 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 you guys like them I hope. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man, they're unbelievable. I kind of have a fat face, and these things fit me perfect. I'm gonna, I'm never taking these. So back. you guys gotta wear them around. Uh, where you oh, guys? Yes, yeah, so we've got a 1980 event coming up, so we're gonna, we're gonna rock them there. Be the coolest oh. guys at the party. Yeah, and and talk about these miracle glasses because wow. it's a pretty special thing you guys are doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this, this, and we're we're Canadian. So we the best love thing, story. That that's what it comes down to is, I mean, no matter what nationality that you are. Um, the 1980 miracle story did so much for the world of hockey, not just led the way for the American programs that we're seeing now that are just dominating and they're doing such a great job in the yep. States. Um, you know, that was the kind of tipping point for that. You know, some of the political stuff that was going on that time, it just did so much for the world of hockey and a bunch of other stuff. He's good, isn't he? So we, so we, <laughs> we just love that story and an opportunity came up through a connection to work with the 1980 team uh, and make these uh, 40th anniversary uh, blade shaded uh, limited edition, limited quantity. Um, and what we're doing is uh, for every pair sold, we're donating 20, 25 bucks, depending American Canadian, to the to getting a statue, a monument to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the 1980 uh, USA Olympic win. And that's going at, that's going in at Lake Placid. Um, you know, we've never been, but from what we've heard, there's not much commemorating the team and what that thing was about. Um, you know, the yeah. college yeah. kids beating the run, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. um, as two guys with a fan cave in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, for us to, to, to even have, uh, you know, a straw length of being part of that story is a huge honor. Uh, and so we're, we're just very fortunate, uh, once again, through the collaborations and people that we met that wanted to work with us, that we can uh, provide something uh, as cool as a statue at Lake Placid for the 1980. Like it's, it's crazy. It blows my yeah, mind. So yeah. um, I hope we hope we get this done. So I mean, to, to help in some small way to get that done. And right? that's that that's the whole you know type of mm-hmm. thing that we'd like to be part of. Talking going back to what you said, Bizdev, <laughs> about the about the fraternity is like. That that's a big part of a uh, big 
story, a big uh, part right. of the fraternity, especially in the States and everything. So if you guys are interested, you can get the limited edition, limited quality, 40th anniversary, Miracle Blade Shades at bladeshades.com. 20 bucks is going to uh, getting a statue at Lake Placid. And so we appreciate any help, and uh, you guys can check it all out at bladeshades.com. I mean, Nicely done. When when that uh, statue goes up, we're making the drive, and we're we're gonna yeah. We're you gonna guys are coming. That. You guys are coming oh, to visit. Oh, there. Place. I, I, I hope oh, that I, we I can have be a there. I have a huge hand stitched American flag about twelve feet long. It's massive, and I throw it on the flagpole up here occasionally on on July fourth and uh, uh, September eleventh. I put it up. We're big. Uh, we're Ken. Ken should have been American. Yeah. He loves the states. He loves Canada too. Um, but for us, it's it, it, I kind of the kind of way we look at it because like the place that we're sitting in right now is the main part of the Ultimate Hockey Fan Game. I don't think Ken mentioned it, but like the thing that makes this place really unique is there's one section dedicated to Ken's Hawks, Blackhawks that he's been a fan of for over 50 years. But then the main part is for anything hockey. Any team, any player, any league. We got women's. We've got sent jerseys from the UK Elite League. Um, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter your nationality. It doesn't matter your team. Ken's a Hawks fan. I'm a Pens fan. Um, this place is welcome to anybody who loves the sport of hockey. If you're a fisherman, you may not get it, but you know that that's really what it's about. So for us, that's why we were so proud to be part of something like the 1980, even though we're not um, Americans, because you know yeah. hockey's kind of cross jurisdictional. And now we've. Uh... Uh, put it up for it like we got people coming that we don't even know uh end of the month they want a uh, put it up for to raise money for cancer so at an auction spend a night in the cave watching hockey yeah so we put it up as a silent auction gift yeah, yeah. so you can spend a night in the ultimate hockey fan cave bring your family and friends like you know there's certain specifications and certain like yeah. uh gotta so be adults adults <laughs> and everything like that so but people we've we've used it now to help uh, raise some funds for some great causes out there like cancer research and everything so people will bid you know it can range I think it's ranged from like 250 to like 700 bucks that goes to to spend a night in the cave with us and and drink and, beer, and drink watch, beer hockey. watch hockey on a Saturday night uh, for a great cause. You guys are free though. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And we were just talking about the 1980 shades. You guys also have different shades. You have like ones that have goalie sticks on them. I mean, you guys have some sharp sharp glasses. I see that you guys got NHLers wearing them too. Like, who was the first one to grab one? Like, do you Who's remember the- that moment? That's a good question. Um, I think it was uh, – no, 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 I think it was Victor Hedman. I mean, so that, that came about his name. He was the first one in the room. <laughs> he was the first one in the room. So we, the, the way that kind of worked is we got a uh, – and that's why we were in St. Louis is we got into a gifting suite where these companies can – the NHLers come in and they – you know, it's it's uh, it's the total. They walk in. They get handed all this free stuff. They pose with a photo. Um but it's pretty cool. We take Ken's Stanley Cup. That is the first wood prototype for the two-foot-tall that's signed by 100-plus NHLers. That's a different story. 130 <laughs> or 20 now. And um, we take that into the suite, and it's pretty interesting because all of, them kind, all of them kind of gravitate uh, to it because it's it's crazy. Jean Beliveau, Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr, Gordy Howe have all signed it. Yeah, Ken's grabbing it right now. So we take this to a, in St. Louis, and then all the guys kind of you know sign it. Uh, so hey, we're we're just showing the guys here for everyone who's listening. Bobby Orr there, Gretzky, Orr. So this is a this is a wood handmade wood Stanley Cup by Ken's father-in-law. My father-in-law made this. 
And so we've got 100, I counted the other day. Did you really? 127 signatures. We've met every one of them. Yeah. So you got uh, uh, Ron Hextall. You got uh, Brent Burns. Brent Burns. You got uh, Walter Gretzky's on there. You got there. Luongo. You got the Sedins on here. Because we all played for the Stanley Cup as a kid. And this is a kid Stanley Cup, you know, like yeah. we, what we dreamed of, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. That's so we uh we go to the suite. Tj Oshie in here. Yeah. Oshie was the first to had the kind of the balls to sign the middle of the cup. <laughs> we had so many people like, no, I'll not be in the first. And then uh, Huberto signed the middle of it, signed it again. So so, so we got this appraised at about what thirty forty thousand dollars because all the signatures on this yeah. thing. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. What uh, uh, What's your favorite so, signature? Like, what's your most memorable signature? Do you think? The one. The, um, oh, mine. The, he hasn't found it yet. I put mine on there, and he hasn't. Seen <laughs> No, you know what? There's two. Ah, uh, there's three. It has to be. Oh, well, it's four. Gretzky <laughs> <laughs> was the first one, and my son was uh, four years old at the time. Uh, the most kindest man I've ever met was Gordy Howe, and he signed it. And him and Landon got along really well. Bobby Orr was very kind, and Jean Beliveau before he passed away. And yeah. There's so many on here. It's just crazy. So in that, so how we got them on there is we're in that gifting suite where the NHLers come. We're lucky enough to have the blade shades in there. We take this in there. They love, you know, in a corporate kind of feel of a suite, having hockey fans there that, you know, yeah. you know, blade shades are $30 American or $40 Canadian. You know, we're not, we're not selling the $1,000, $1,500 suits or any, you're giving them away. Or so ours is kind of that. It reminds them where they came from, right? Like, just like yeah. pure hockey fans. And I'm sure they just appreciate that. Yeah. I think that the last gifting suit so. we're at, I think that I, I turned around and the guy goes, uh, hi, I'm Eric Stahl. And I said, of course you are. <laughs> and, and I meet his wife and I've got along with those guys. They, they, they were great. great. And really then nice. Tristan Yeri comes up and goes, I'm Tristan. I go, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I know were, all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, David Rich walks in, and, yeah. and and people are like, "Who's your buddy?" And I'm like, they thought he was a guy that I just invited up that was like a fan, a cave follower or something. I'm like, oh, who's your buddy? Not an issue. And I was just like, oh, it's David Rich, you know, the bully <laughs> for. And um, yeah. yeah, but we've been fortunate in those circumstances to get them on the NHLers. The feedback from them are great. You know, Sagan said that he just loved that they're polarized. They're going to be his new fishing glasses. Um, just just oh. stuff like that that really, you know, yeah. is, is really cool to hear that even though they're $30, $40 pair of, of good quality sunglasses with hockey sticks, that, that they they appreciate them. You know, they can afford the $300 yeah, Stokely's or whatever, but they they appreciate the, especially when they hear the story of why we're making them. And, and they're you know, not $300 Ray-Bans that they sit on them or run over them with a lawnmower. They're not going to lose their minds, right? This is, this yeah. is, you know. So it, 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 it works for us um, yeah. to kind of be there, tell yeah. a bit of the story, show the cup, show the cave. And then, you know, any support with the blade shades is like, like we said, just trying to help us accomplish just that Just trying to get this thing through airports so it's, it looks like something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you took a picture. I mean, of it. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, looked like, it looked like a, a bomb. So I usually, usually I go through first and then I kind of sit, like I get my stuff and a lot, I think when we went to St. Louis, I took a photo and posted it to our Instagram, but it was, uh, most of the time it's kind of like them, like tapping their buddy behind them as they're looking through the screen like it's a stanley cup it's a stanley cup <laughs> I mean, almost never done notes i mean come on it's pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah. So it's good. i mean this has been great again guys you guys can check them out at bladeshades.com uh 
Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave, all this. We've been on for about an hour. Before we let you guys go, I just got two two questions for you. So out of everything that you have in the cave, what is – I don't know if – Oh, what's your favorite I, yeah. thing? What's your favorite thing in the cave? And also, what's like the most obscure thing? I guess. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, well, my favorite things are the floor. Yeah. It's, it's that one took a lot of work, and the hockey helmet lights above the bar with the shields on it. And we're gonna put a deckle on one of the shields because it's a bar. You know, he shoots, he pours. Right. <laughs> this guy's got them all, got man. <laughs> He's got them all. <laughs> and and, and also, what was it? What was the question, Garrison? The most obscure. Wow. Something wow. that something that we wouldn't think of. Yeah, yeah. We, or somebody would walk in would maybe like, not see, but you're there, like, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> um, I, I most obscure is something that we kind of really haven't done yet, but Ken's kind of put in the works for a long time. Is we have so when we play, you know, when you don't have a goalie, you use a shooter tutor, right, for yep. road hockey. Ken made it. I'm looking at it right now across the camera here. Oh yeah. And it is. It is. I don't know if you guys remember those vintage. The very first. It's the very first tabletop hockey goalies. Remember the metal ones? The metal ones. And they yeah. they look like uh, he has it as like the Blackhawks in the, probably what the 60s, yeah. 70s. Yeah. And we he made a life size version of it. So he cut it out all this, and that's going to be our shooter tutor when we play road hockey, is going to be the vintage goalie from the 19... I'll send you guys a photo after, but yeah. of 1960 tabletop goalie. We worked with a company who blew... You know what? You should answer with the anthem singer. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, uh, but for this is... <clears throat> we worked with a company who printed off this life-size. It's probably, you know, it's over it's over the height of that, so it's probably about five feet tall. Five feet tall. Yeah. And it's, it's the it's basic 1970s goalie, goalie from... Goalie metal goalie... From Deckle. the tabletop, like so, nobody has that. Like, so that's we're gonna what make like. one for road hockey. So I have a gold net that I found in the Kootenays that has no metal bar in the back. Okay. Bizarre. It's a guy's hockey gold net with no metal yeah. bar. So we're gonna put a shaft through it and ball bearings one day, and so somebody can sit behind the net at street hockey and move the guy back and forth like, like a, a life size tabletop. Life size tabletop. It's like the exact same yeah. that we have like within yeah. reaching distance yeah. of me. So you can move it back and it's, forth. It's, it's going to be heavier, work, yeah. but like yeah. you could just pivot the goalies. We, we do have a uh, shooter tutor right now that we plug in. It's Patrick Waugh. And uh, I, I throw this at uh, Lennon's teammates, the parents, and I say, you want to raise money. How do you raise money for a team? You know, your minor hockey team. You raise money selling donuts. You do this. Bottle drive. Car wash. Car wash. I came up with this shooter tutor of Patrick Waugh. That it's him, and and I put uh, Lexan over top of him. Took his arm off. Put a Volkswagen windshield wiper motor on the back. You plug him in, and his hand, his catching hand, goes like that. Right. Right. <laughs> so you can plug him in. And it goes quicker. But we would put. A, I said to people, why don't we go free car wash? So pull in. It's a free car wash, and now you got him. If you get it in the glove and then the glove is like this, but then you plug it in and we own it and we can't get it in. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> so then you say, we got you at the car wash. So 10 bucks, give us 10 bucks. Two bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You get three shots. You won't get it in. Yeah. But that, those are probably the, the most obscure type and the of things. other one. Yeah. If you've seen the Budweiser one, the Anthem singer, Ken made a six foot five anthem singer, uh, Jim Cornelison, who's he has his signature move for the Blackhawks. He raises his arm and points the flag yeah, when the yeah. flag was still there. Ken actually made a six foot five Tim Cornelison that does that and um well, but well, Father in law does a lot. Too. Yeah, he'll help him out with kind of the mechanical stuff. So <clears throat> I have to say those are probably 
the most obscure. Um, it's really and hard. And goal pads. And the goal pads, yeah. But that's, and we the foosball didn't... hockey table. That's pretty cool. And, yeah. and, and, and. <laughs> There's so yeah. many things. My, my is our new, uh, is the world's largest tabletop hockey yeah. we got here. Um, the reason Nobody I like has that because is, they don't make them anymore. Yeah, there's seven feet long the ice surface. You play two versus two on it. Um, you know, Ken and his father-in-law did what they do, and they customize it with a working gondola. We have sponsor logos on the boards. We have. Yeah, send your deco guys. We'll put it on the boards. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be cool. Yeah, so, we can do that. A lot, a lot of fun times with that, and this one's just really easy to pick up. We had another table that was pretty difficult. Um, like learning curve, but this one, you know, I had my beer league guys over what, like four days ago and a couple guys jumped on there and it was really easy to play. So I'd have to say my favorite is probably the, the world's largest yeah. tabletop hockey game. It's something else. It's worth about, I think it's worth about 15 grand. That thing we got it for 300 bucks. It was all falling apart. It was the bones. Yeah. Got, got it shipped home here for 356 bucks. And then put about 1500 bucks into it and there it is it's beautiful like when you guys come you'll you'll get addicted yeah for sure yeah like we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna either mail something or bring something out too because uh and, but, yeah. we're gonna put our heads together and send you guys something because we need we need to be in this game yeah <laughs> definitely let us know the dimensions of that because well, i have you know, in my head right now flights are probably pretty cheap to come our way right i don't know oh, you fly up to seattle and then you jump across to there. victoria yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely we'll figure that out. And then my last my last question, you guys, you guys just keep mentioning like all these incredible things you have. What's one more thing that you could add to the cave that you haven't added yet that would like? More. Is there anything? <laughs> more room. <laughs> <laughs> like an actual ice hockey rink that NHL players play in. Like what? What? I don't even I mean, know. What we have a little floorball rink out front that we put in with the netflix um we don't get the outdoor rinks because i couldn't imagine the outdoor rink that ken would make if we had a winter that <laughs> had like the rest of canada um that would outdoor rink would be sweet um something that we've always talked about doing and because we've been so fortunate to hear amazing hockey stories uh here in the cave for people visiting and and even just conversations like we're having now um is the cave is pretty much a set is a tv set but you know we have the idea that i think we're going to go pretty heavy on here in the future on our youtube is pretty much a jimmy fallon meets hockey and we're going to sit between two stanley cups this size and it's going to be called between two cups and we're going to be interviewing whoever comes to the cave if they want to be so and the, the whole premise is tell us your hockey story i can i can guarantee you two have different hockey stories and how you got into it yeah, bunch of you listeners yeah, out here probably have this exact same thing where it's like I got in because my dad or like my mom helped me because she your, played or what's something. What's your best goal you remember? You know, stuff like that. So we, we you know, there's some amazing, like we're big fans of obviously spitting chiclets and stuff. And, you know, we just kind of feel like there's a gap where the blue collar regular Joe blows like us, you know, can play junior A and Regina Pats. That's a story in itself. And there's really no platform to tell it. So I asked to go play for the Melbourne Jets back in the day, and I said, nah. This isn't the time to tell it, Ken. You tell it on the YouTube channel. But we, we threw this out at uh, Matt Barzell's father, and we found out he lives across the water. He lives in like Vancouver. Uh, in Vancouver, and he says, I love it. Love so it. he might be our first guest. Oh, that's, that's what we're hoping. Same type of thing, you know, like – 
we just want to so that would be my answer is well, like guys, yeah. putting it in the set not even a set just kind of actually just get it going because the cave is already a set um for it for some kind of like blue collar hockey content that shares stories of the regular people and their love and passion of hockey you guys got to come down to vegas in june uh, for the nhl awards and we'll see you there yeah, we're 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 talking about heading up to the NHL draft uh, in Montreal this year. I think that's something. That that's agent, yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah so something like that. And then we're also uh, we're playing in. Have you guys ever heard of um, the eleven day power play? No. So it it was a world record a couple of years ago. They do it every year now. They raise a ton of money for cancer research, and it's a hockey game that literally goes on for eleven days straight and it doesn't stop. So like you play in different shifts. It's in Buffalo. And uh, we're going up this year. Uh, my my father passed away in April, so we're raising money for my dad, and we're gonna go up there. We're gonna play, and I not too far from Toronto, so we may have to buzz yeah, on yeah, over there. Because I've never been to the Hall of Fame either, so that'd so, be like really cool. So oh God, get yeah. prepared to to enjoy <laughs> this guy. like four or five hours in there. Just yeah, it's yeah. so much. Oh my God. Well, yeah, I've been to it once. It's unbelievable. Well, uh, sorry to hear about your dad, but if there's yeah. anything we can do to help support that, you know, that sounds like a great cause, whether it's Blade Shades of Cave, even on social or whatever, you just let us know. Awesome. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. And again, whatever you guys need from us, like, yeah. I, I can't wait to come visit you guys. It's probably not going to be this summer, but maybe next summer. We got well, a lot good. We'll have the addition <laughs> by then, hopefully. I got to start working on that addition. But the, the hardest part about this whole cave is there's no, like, portable version of it and like victoria is beautiful and it's a great place to visit but it also has hindered us at times getting people here because you do have to take you know plane trains ferry all that stuff to kind of get here uh for it so um we we just tell people you know plan a trip to come see victoria and all its glory plus the cave so whenever you guys can let us know and i hope that like the thing is when we built it the city was watching me build it all these permits and you can't, you got to have so much green space in your backyard. So they held me back on how big I can build it. And then they made sure there was no bathroom in here. So you got to go outside my home to use the bathroom. If not, go up by tree, right? But, <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. I wish it was bigger because we had how many people in here one time? 35, 35. 40. It was too crammed. You couldn't even move, right? And, and nothing got broke, which is good. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait. That's I'm great to see you guys. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, check these guys out. Blade Shades, Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave, uh, Ken Shaw, Jordy Oberg. Thank you guys for coming on. I mean, this is great. Do you have anything else? I'm going to pay it forward. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> I think that's, that's yeah. what it is. Anybody listening to this podcast right now, pay it forward and remember that. So thanks, guys, for coming on. I think play it forward. You know, play it. Oh, my this God. Guy, he's just oh. a wizard. He's just <laughs> Look at Jordy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he hates my puns, eh? Yeah. They're just not punny. Uh, yeah, just not funny. Oh, oh, he got it. They're not punny. I just I like think it's something. Remember that? <laughs> that one, the big thumb. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys hopping on and uh, check them out. Thanks, guys, for having us. Thank you.